demons personified And I will drag you down and sell you out Run away Hello and welcome to the Face the Talk podcast. I'm your host, Adam Castor, here with my co-host, Ed Birdsall. Mr. Birdsall, how you doing? Adam, I'm okay. Hanging in. Uh, happy, what's today? Today's Thursday? Not that it, not that it really fucking matters. The day, the days don't. There's no significance to the days anymore. It's Friday Eve. It's podcast recording day. That's what day it is. It, yeah, there you go. There you go. <laughs> it's podcast recording day. Yes, exactly. We have a, uh, we have a lovely, lovely, lovely show. A little different today, and Adam will talk more about that in a, in a sec. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I think maybe. I'll let you know in a little while if I'm doing, if I'm doing okay. Because <laughs> right now, right now I'm, I'm, I'm nuh, 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 teetering. Well, I, uh, I think for people that were previous listeners of the Required Radio Fantasy Show that you can still listen to on Required Radio on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, uh, Spotify, and Stitcher. Shameless this, plug. Shameless plug. This sort of format will not be all that alien to you because this was a staple of the required radio fantasy show in the off season because we just love our mock drafts. Do we love mock drafts or are we just lazy to fish for content? So we just decide to plug an episode and just do a mock draft about something that people love. I play the fifth on that. Okay. All right. Just making sure we're on the same, the same wavelength there. Well, I mean, I have fun. When, cause oh, I, lo- I love the mock drafts. I the love fun, them. They're, they're a lot of fun. The fun part about the mock draft, this is like counterintuitive. The fun part about the mock draft is, you don't like the, the best part isn't, is never what we do. It's what the computer does when we're simulating. They are good for laughs. Yes. Oh God. I don't even remember. I remember somebody, we did a mock draft. It was like one of our first ones and the computer took Elijah McGuire in the uh, 14th round, they took the Bears defense in the 10th round also. That was the same The same mock draft is where that happened. It was ridiculous. Right. Bear, Bears defense, 10th round. Yeah, absolutely. You don't remember that? Or are you just like... No, I don't. <laughs> I, don't remember, oh. I, don't remember what I, I don't remember what I had for freaking lunch yesterday. Let alone the Bears defense that was taken in the tenth round. Even though I can't, I can confirm I wouldn't be surprised, just because that is a very, uh, that is a very computer thing to do. But I'd be lying if I said that I have not seen a defense or a kicker, for that matter, drafted in the ninth or tenth round of, of actual drafts before, and wanted to have a stroke. Yeah, no, it's it's rough. So starting off as we usually do with news and notes, always fun. And it's all about the restarts. That's what uh, last episode of the podcast was about. It was all about the restarts, and we're still here. Liga, the Spanish top flight in soccer, is actually going on as we're recording. Bird was as of 4.35 p.m. on Thursday, June 11th. That's right. And so Bird was telling me that uh, Sevilla – was it Sevilla? Yep. Yep, Sevilla and Real Betis are going up against each other. Uh, the Copa Italia is going on over the weekend. Uh, German football is still going strong. They just uh, Bayern Munich and Bayer Leverkusen are going to be meeting in the DFP Pokal final, and uh, the Premier League is looking to restart in the uh, coming weeks. And we're going to have to all throw up when the coming Liverpool weeks. The- coming weeks, we play each other on Wednesday. Wednesday, that's right. Wednesday. Fuck. Yeah. We're going to get fucking battered. I'm predicting. A Raheem Sterling hat trick. I'm predicting six nil. I'm pre- two hat tricks. Raheem two Sterling. Two hat tricks. Yeah, that's fine. Sergio Aguero. That's fine. Three. Sergio Aguero got a hat trick last time we played, or two times ago. See, I know the. I know you feel really conscious. You're like that hat trick wasn't deserved because it was. Bullshit. No, 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 no. I wasn't. I wasn't even going. I wasn't even going that route. Fuck Raheem Sterling. But I was talking about Sergio I, Aguero though. Fuck Sergio Aguero too. Oh. I digress. I digress. I'm just wondering what the line is until I'm saying, fuck, I wish there was no Premier League on. 
I think when I'm just so sick of the shit that I'm watching from my fucking team, I'm going to set it at around 15 minutes. If it's anything over that, I'd be shocked because I, I, I bet you, I bet if there is a way to bet on when the first goal is going to be scored, I have to figure it out because I want to put my entire house on that Arsenal are going to concede in the first 10 minutes. Well, you remember that uh, game between Man City and Chelsea? Uh, was it last year or two years ago? Where it was 6-0 and Man City scored four goals within the first 25 minutes? Yes, I do. Yeah. I'm sure Matt was having a fun time when that happened. If he even was a Chelsea fan, then. <laughs> uh, they, they, all just, they all just magically decide to hop on the bandwagon at convenient times anyway. So, yeah, it's pretty exciting. I think the point for me where... I'm going matter to, of opinion exciting yeah where the point for me where i'm going to be be like where i'm going to be like fuck this i don't want this anymore it's probably when liverpool uh wins the title i'll be like you know what the season should have just been voided yeah it it, it is what it is they 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 deserve it. it 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 pains me to say it but they 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 do deserve it so let them let them have their uh, moment. I think. I think if anything, I'm more scared of the fact that I was. I heard from a from a Liverpool fan who's a friend of mine uh, say today that they're going to be the longest reigning uh, Champions League holders, and they're going to have a two year reign. And I immediately was quick to correct him and say that Real Madrid won three years in a row, so they would have to have another Corona, another COVID happen next year for champions the champions league to be voided again so that way they can hold it for another year and then tie real madrid they've won they've won shang god as far as i'm concerned for for all those that are wondering shang god happens to mean shit in my native tongue uh well you don't think they're gonna have some sort of fakakta champions league in oh now adam's bringing out his native tongue I mean, I I only know a few words in Yiddish. Only well, like, that is what that is one that you a have taught me and b you know. I love that word. It's such a fun fun word. Anyway, so yeah, they're not going to be having some sort of weird Champions League in the uh, in July. Probably not. See, that's the annoying thing. Liverpool are out of the Champions League. They lost to to Atletico Madrid. They should not get the. They should not be. Keeping the title, I agree. I agree. Man City still have to, or uh, Real Madrid still has to go go to the Etihad and finish up their second leg. And Chelsea still have to go to Bavaria and get battered by Bayern. That's true. Yo, I was actually thinking about this a couple days ago. So right, I think Sergio Ramos in in that game against the in the Bernabeu where he got a red card in like the 86th minute. I think he knew that this was probably wasn't going to be going on for too long. He's like, fuck it. I'm just going to murder some guy. They're n- they have no power to punish me. <laughs> the season's going to be you, over. Then you could say the same thing about Brendan Lemieux when he uh, got his suspension uh, against Colorado. Yeah. He knew. He knew. Yeah. Brendan Lemieux knew and Sergio Ramos knew. That's right. And Deli Ali knew too. But only he only he actually did get suspended for it. He got a one game a one game ban for a um, for a lewd video that was posted onto his social uh, his social media. If you want to know what the lewd video is, you could do your research. It's not tough to find. That's all I'm saying. Oh my god! You could use your imagination. I'm not, I don't want I'm, to. I wasn't necessarily talking to you. I was talking about our curious listeners because there's some people. That when I say lewd video or suspension for curious activities, they are interested to see what those curious activities just so happen to be. Well, yeah, I would I would say so. People are very morbidly curious about things. Morbidly curious is a good way to put it. Yeah. Otherwise, is there anything else you want to talk about with the news and notes? I mean, we talked about, um, you know, the European game. Uh, Leagues and playoff contests are looking to be uh, starting up out here on stateside. You know, uh, the M- the NBA, the NHL, uh, Major League Soccer. 
there. It's funny. So Major League Soccer is looking to go to Orlando also for yeah. their, their They tournament. are going to Orlando. Yeah. They are. So that should be interesting. I mean, it's a big place. I didn't even realize that uh, it had like the capacity to hold like major, like a major sporting event, let alone two major sporting events. For... It's Disney. Are you surprised? No, I'm not. Okay, so let's start off with the major, major, major thing we're going to be doing here on the podcast, and that is our mock draft. This is the one podcast where I feel like we should probably have like a video component to it because it's uh, it, it's better for for the listeners. But I think this this might be pretty pretty solid as well. We're doing a mock draft on uh, Mr. Birdsall's favorite website, and that is FantasyPros.com. Yes. Yes. My favorite, favorite website. Please uh, do go check them out. They have uh, all kinds of levels of, of, of subscriptions. If you want to go sign up, um, please do. Please support them. They are a wonderful website, and they basically bring the entire fantasy football, fantasy basketball too, fantasy baseball, fantasy hockey, DFS. They have betting advice. They have everything that you could possibly think of. Go check them out. They're, they're great. So, uh Thanks to Fantasy Pros for developing the software and allowing us to, for this is like the third or fourth year in a row now, where we've been able to uh, hop on and do a mock draft whenever we uh, damn well please on a podcast. So, uh, thanks Fantasy Pros for uh, for that. Also, I mean, this is it's a great resource for those looking to up their game in fantasy because, as I'm sure Bird has talked about on episodes of the Basement Talk podcast that I wasn't on. The best way to get better at fantasy football is to do mock drafts. Well, the best way to get better at drafting is to do mock drafts and practice. It's just like anything. You just practice, practice, practice until you get a... I have breaking news. Okay. Uh, The MLS has announced a return date, a concrete date. It is July 8th. Ooh, July 8th. July 8th. They've only, they only played two games, which is the crazy thing. Yeah. But July eighth. Anyway, it like going, it is. Yeah. It's a tournament. It's a tournament with uh, groups and it's brackets and everything. So if you want to go check out the the specifics and what the groups are and all of that, uh, you can definitely go uh, check that out. Actually, you know what? Because we do have time to kill. Do we want to go down that avenue? Sure. Why not? Let's Fuck start. It. Let's uh, let's do it. Fuck it. So thank you, thank you to uh, to Fantasy Pros for uh, providing us the software as we now quickly are transitioning and going over to look at the MLS uh, champions tournament bracket, whatever we're, uh, we're, we're calling it as I am uh, struggling to find the bracket. Uh, ah, here we go. Thank you, Twitter. I really do appreciate that. Okay. Oh wow! Okay, so in Group A, the fuck we have Orlando. This is so such a weird setup. We have Inter Miami, okay, NYCFC, the Philadelphia Union, the Chicago Fire, and Nashville FC. Actually, it's a pretty actually it's, it's a Nashville SC SC soccer club. Ah, okay, okay. Nashville SC. I think it's like that's granted. I know next to nothing about the MLS. I'm just I'm not an MLS guy. However, I will say that it to me would say that NYCFC and Orlando have got to be uh, favorites to at least be at the top of of that group. And I would put uh, David Beckham and Inter Miami in their uh as well well i mean i've uh i've dabbled i'm a like half a red bulls fan basically and from what i've watched nycfc actually didn't have a great start to this season they were they're one and one 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 and oh so they won one and they drew one so i mean hopefully this is going to this restart kind of get gave them a reason to kind of get back in to into form but it's just kind of an interesting setup and we'll see how like the lopsidedness of the groups 
I mean, it's really hard to divide 26 by uh, six. So it's an interesting group, definitely, definitely. And I am fascinated with how this tournament's going to go. And it's kind of nice because it gave them a lot of leeway in putting these groups together because they don't have to worry about travel. True. Because True. I was because th- net. I was thinking in my head, I was like, you know, this is kind of weird. Why didn't they put the Red Bulls and NYCFC in the same group? Because the the, uh, the travel will be the same, but like it doesn't really matter because they're all going to be in Disneyland or Disney World. Well, they did do that with two of the Canadian teams, and they did that with the two LA teams. But we will uh, we will get there. Uh, so in Group B, it is uh, Real Salt Lake Sporting KC. The Colorado Rapids, of course, owned by Stan Kroenke of KSC, Kroenke Sports and Entertainment Group, and Minnesota. Um, okay, so I, I know, I know. Sporting Kansas City has won has won a couple of MLS Cups, but uh, other than that, I know Color. I know the Colorado Rapids suck. Yeah. Because anything that Stan Kroenke touches turns to shit. So they they've been pretty. They were like real, real bad. I mean, they were almost as bad as Cincinnati was last year. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, again, this is what happens when you're owned by Stan Kroenke. Yep. Unless you're the Avalanche. Unless you're the Avalanche. Unless you're the Nuggets. Unless you're the Rams. Yeah, the Ram- the Rams record time for reckoning is coming. The Rams went to a Super Bowl. They did, did they go not? to a super. They did go to the Super Bowl. I mean, look, I would love to ignore the fact that Jared Goff went to a Super Bowl, considering I think that he is one of the most trash ass quarterbacks in the National Football League, next to, of course, Andy Dalton and Marcus Mariota. However, with that being said, Jared Goff did go to a Super Bowl. So did Jimmy Garoppolo. Were they ca- both carried there? Yeah, absolutely. But they were there. So, I think Jimmy Garoppolo has more of a leg to stand on, though. Because I mean, there wasn't there wasn't like a controversial call in the uh, NFC Championship game. Okay, but Jared Goff. Okay, okay, now we're gonna have this discussion. Shit. Okay. Damn it, no, wait, no, I didn't want to do this. No, 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 no. <laughs> you do not. You do not get to give Jimmy Garoppolo credit in front of me. Okay. Jared Goff at least made some enormous throws. They're both in- not good quarterbacks. In the in the NFC in the NFC Championship game against the Saints, granted, granted you can make what you want about the call with Roby Coleman and all that fine, but Jared Goff made some throws. What did Jimmy Garoppolo do in the playoffs? He didn't really do what much. What did he do? He didn't do much. No, no. When the money was forced to throw the ball, he shit the bed. I'm not saying that they both weren't carried because they were. Both oh, they them- both were. Yes. They both were. I'm just saying okay. that, you know, the Rams probably shouldn't have gone to the Super Bowl. Fair. Fair. We agree. Yeah. So back to uh, back Jesus to Jesus Christ. Episode. I almost thought I was going to make this an hour and a half episode instead of an hour episode. <laughs> no, that could, that could have gone down many different avenues, but we're here. We're back. We're back. Uh, so Group C, we have uh, Toronto. We have the New England Rev. We have the Montreal team, of course, coached by Thierry Henry. Beautiful. That's my team. That's my team. The Montreal Impact. Love that. Oh, that's the Impact? That's yeah. their name? Yep. Love. Love. That's my, that's my favorite team. I don't know nothing. I don't know anything about them. That's just, that's my Size team. their manager, apparently. That's my team. You know, actually, it's like, it's like I, was, I, I could support NYCFC when they had Patrick Vieira as their coach. It's funny how I support NYCFC's rival, but they're owned by the team that I support in the Premier League. Yeah, I'd say ass backwards. It is. Well, it's because the Red Bulls were there first. And, the, and DC United rounds out, and, uh, rounds out uh, Group C. Uh, yes, but we're we are, we are determining that Montreal Impact are going to win this group. Yeah, well, this is a, this is a legit group because all four of these teams are really good. Yes. And and Toronto Toronto FC they're uh, they're a good team. Yep. But this is what I was talking about too, where they have uh, two of the uh, Toronto made the final last year. Yeah. They, yeah. So the two uh, the two two of the Canadian teams 
with the uh, the third one, the Vancouver Whitecaps being in Group D. So, are are you impressed that I knew that Vancouver's team was the Vancouver Whitecaps? I was actually very impressed. Thank you. I thought Thank I was going to have to do I this. I pulled that one right out of my ass. Yeah. Right out of my ass. Yeah, the, ML, the MLS, that's a, uh, it's an uphill trek for me. But hey, at the Montreal Impact, once you come out and, and sponsor the Basement Talk podcast, I will rep a Montreal Impact jersey every episode of this podcast. <laughs> as long as it's 14 Thierry Henry. All right, so Group D. Group D has the defending champion, Seattle Sounders, uh, Dallas FC, the aforementioned Vancouver Whitecaps, and the San Jose Earthquake, who earthquakes actually, who have yeah. old ass Chris Wondolowski still. Do they have Chris Wondolowski? Yeah, he's still playing. I'm kind of shocked. I thought last year was his uh, last nope. season. Is he really? Holy shit, he is. Yep, I know. Uh-huh. I was shocked. He's 37. That's crazy. How many caps does he have for the United States? 35 caps really that's it well the united states doesn't have great striking talent it's basically just him and josie altador at this point interesting so he is oh josh sergeant all time he's the all-time record goal scorer for uh, mls yeah he broke landon Landon donovan who they named the mvp trophy after correct so i guess now it's going to be the chris wandalowski mls mvp crazy all right let's go back to uh our groups the groups. Oh, he's um, he's Native American as well, just like I am. That's my brother. Cool. Love Chris Wondolowski. So maybe, may, I, I, Chris, I'm so, I am so sorry that I did not get to know you before. But now that I know that we are of the same people, I can say welcome home, my brother. Uh, okay. Group E, we have Atlanta United, FC Cincinnati, or Cincinnati FC, whichever you prefer, the New York Red Bulls, Mr. Caster's team, Love and it. the Columbus Crew. Uh, my question here is, how much is Atlanta going to win this group by? I think they're probably, it's, they're going to, I don't know how many games they're playing per group, but I think they're going to win it by a couple. The Red Bulls. I think they win this group by 17.26 points. Here's the thing. So, Cincinnati and Columbus, get the fuck out of here. This group yeah. is not for you. Yeah. Cincinnati's going to get murdered in this group. Hey, another, another uh, set of teams from the same, for the same uh, geographical area in the, uh, in the map. We have Orlando, Miami. We have Toronto, Montreal. And now we have Cincinnati and Columbus. Not, not the uh, traditional Ohio rivalry. No. Nope. But... Uh, I'm surprised they didn't get all the derbies, because I would have eat, I would have swapped uh, Dallas and Portland, because oh. then you know you have Seattle and Portland, which is like a huge huge derby, and then you have Humongous, Houston. Yes, that that one I do know about. And then you have Houston and Dallas, True. which I mean isn't as big, but still. True, but you still have the the big derby in. Group F, but we'll 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 go there. Atlanta's gonna win Group B. That's death taxes and Atlanta finishing higher than Cincinnati FC, the New York Red Bulls, and Columbus Crew. Group F, we do have the aforementioned Portland Timbers, the Houston Dynamo, and the LA Galaxy and LAFC. Yes, please. This group is gonna be lit. And apparently this was a draw, too. That's what we need to also understand. This was randomly done. I Notice find that the, very hard to believe. I know this is a podcast, and nobody can see the air quotes I'm bringing up right now. But, of course, I am a radio professional, and I am putting out there what I am doing through the camera lens to Mr. Caster, who we've been doing these podcasts now for, what, three months, Adam? Yep, three months. And this is the first time that we have had a webcam that actually works for you and for I. And we can see what we are doing now. We can see our mouths moving as we communicate with each other. And you can see right now that I am doing the air quotes when I am signifying that the MLS tournament was a random draw. Random. 
completely random. Yeah, I find that hard to believe. Was not fixed. No, 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 no. Never fixed. No. Never ever fixed. Was it uh, so- soccer being corrupt? I've never heard that before in my life. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it actually set bladder did the draw. I'm surprised Qatar wasn't in one of the groups. <laughs> uh, who do we th- who do we think wins Group F before we do before we do this mock? Uh, LAFC. LA, LAFC. Yep. yep. Okay. Good. They got the best player in the MLS. They got Carlos Vela. True. True. Who made a name for himself? Where? Arsenal. He was yep. fucking terrible at Arsenal. Oh yes, he was. Yes, he was. But he said he said he was he dealt with uh, a ton of anxiety when he was uh, in North London, and that you know he never should have went to Arsenal when he did because he was just too young. If you miss a shot, you're gonna have Arsenal fan TV throwing broken bottles at you. So hey, hey, those are my people. Oh my god, those are my people. Yeah, shout well, out, shout out, shout out there, big Rob. The uh, Galaxy have another Premier League flop on their uh, roster, also Chicharito. Is Javier Hernandez with yeah. LAFC? No, he's with the Galaxy. Oh, he's with Galaxy. He actually oh, transferred, wow. I think, in January. Yes, I, I remember hearing that he went to LA, but I, 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 I knew that he was with the Galaxy. But I thought, you, I thought you said he was with LAFC. Because I was about to say, like, oh, no, yeah, he's with the Galaxy. And so is his um, half brother. He's a half brother. Is, G- is Giovanni half? No, you're thinking of the Dos Santoses, I think. Oh, yes, yes. I think I think Jonathan Dos Santos is with um, the LA Galaxy, too. I, well, the, the, both the Dos Santoses are with... The Galaxy. The, yeah, yep. with the Galaxy. Mm-hmm. With uh, Chicharito. Yep. I'm so glad that we sorted that out. Yeah, that was going to keep me up at night. This really. has been an infor- informative segment on this state of the MLS. Yep. Guaranteed, guaranteed. We talk about about this. One hundred percent. We will never talk about the MLS that in depth again. No shot in hell. I'm surprised we made a whole segment out of that. Really? Well, we needed we needed to kill some time. So so you know what? Fuck it. Um. All right, Adam. So do you you want me to uh, to go through this uh, this mock just to give the listeners an idea of what we're doing? Sure. Go for it. Okay. So. We are, of course, doing a 2020 mock draft for fantasy football. Um, if you're not, if you're not a fantasy football player, listen, play. It's fun. Find your friends. We all we all have friends, no matter how likable Adam can be or how unlikable that I am. We still all have friends. Get your friends. Start a league. Draft drafting's fun. Adam likes to draft. Adam, don't you like drafting? I love drafting. I love drafting too. That's what it's a mock draft is. It's so much fun. Yeah, it's the best part. It's the best part of any league doing a draft. And then you only but, have to do it once. And you only have to do it once. Exactly for 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 realsies. For, for realsies. realsies. But you always have to study for the test. You yes. have to study, study, study before you take that big test. I never and studied. <laughs> well, Adam, not 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 everyone is as smart as you. So this is the this is the study guide before you go in and take your test. And this here's is what the quiz, we're going. Here's the Quizlet of our fan, of fantasy this, football. This is the Quizlet. Yes, exactly. So we are going to be walking through and doing a 16 round mock draft. This is going to be PPR scoring because real men and real ladies play PPR. This is snake draft as well. So. First pick in the first round gets to go first in the round. And then last pick in the round gets to go first in the next round. And so on and so on. We're going to do a 10-team draft. Are we randomizing so our draft position, by the we way? We are going to randomize. And what we are doing is we have one quarterback, two running backs, two wide receivers, even though most people should be playing three wide receivers. But for the sake of continuity's sake, we will be doing – two wide receivers for this exercise and then maybe if people recommend it enough where you want to do a mock, we want to have a mock draft where we do three wide receivers or two quarterbacks or super flex or anything like that definitely let us know in the comment section and uh, of course give us a five-star rating on apple podcasts and spotify did i do that right adam was that was that a was that a nice plug mm-hmm. oh thank you thank you i yep. appreciate it good job muscle stuff thank, thank you uh we also have one tight end 
one flex, one defense, one kicker. We don't really care about those that much. And seven bench spots, totaling, of course, 16 rounds. So, Adam, are you ready? I am ready. Let's do it. Okay. We're going to randomize the selection. We're going to randomize in three, two, one, and a dozy doe, and away we go. We are, oh, this is the worst spot we could have possibly gotten. Oh, boy. Just right. makes the snake draft, draft irrelevant, basically. Yeah. So we have the number five pick in this draft. Yikes. Okay. So one overall, Christian McCaffrey, as you would expect. Number two overall was Saquon Barkley. Number three overall is Ezekiel Elliott. Number four overall, unfortunately, was in fact Michael Thomas. Fortunately for them. Unfortunately for us. Yeah, exactly. So we are up. We're looking at Julio Jones, looking at Joe Mixon, looking at Dalvin Cook, looking at Devontae Adams, and of course, looking at Alvin Kamara. Um, Adam, for me, the, the pick is very straightforward for me it is alvin kamara yeah i I think even with four total touchdowns that he had in the entire regular season last year uh, i think alvin kamara is going to come back and i think he's going to be just fine i think he experiences positive touchdown regression and i think that he's as surefire of a thing as you're going to get in in fantasy i will never pick him again because he did dog me but for what it's worth, I think Alvin Kamara, if you're looking for someone that is a safe bet and is a surefire thing to produce for your fantasy team, Alvin Kamara running back for the New Orleans Saints, I think is the safest bet potentially in all of fantasy. And that's why I would say that Alvin Kamara is the pick at number five. It's a great pick. It is a, uh, yeah, I mean, it's a, this is kind of tough. You really, in the early rounds, you find out like how much you like to overthink things. Because you're like, do I pick Alvin Kamara, the safe pick, or do you do I want to go wide receiver, or uh, with Devontae Adams, or do I want to go with Dalvin Cook? I I mean, Dalvin Cook, I don't think is great is great at number five anyway, but uh, I think really in my mind it was Alvin Kamara or Devontae Adams for at number five, and I think Alvin Kamara is a solid pick for us, especially in PPR. Now, would you consider taking Dalvin Cook? here and obviously now you have the whole speculation now that's out that dalvin cook this is this was reported by adam Schefter earlier in the week it said that dalvin cook is just not gonna show up unless he has a new contract in play he's pulling the uh on bell ezekiel elliott card that he wants a new contract before showing up and he will not show up until he has a new contract so does that definitely uh Go into consideration here when picking Alvin Kamara over uh, Dalvin Cook there, Mr. Caster? I think it does because I think there were people when Le'Veon Bell held out that were that felt very hard done by if they picked Le'Veon Bell early because they thought that this situation was going to be settled before the uh, season ended up not being settled. I mean, personally, I am not a fan of Dalvin Cook because – I drafted him, I think it was 2018, and his injury played year. I drafted him, and it was just not a good time at all. So let's say Dalvin Cook was a guarantee to show up, and same thing with Alvin Kamara. Who would you rather have in the spot, Dalvin Cook or Alvin Kamara? I'd rather have – In a perfect universe. Alvin Kamara. I'd rather have Dalvin Cook. Interesting. I, I, would, I would rather have Dalvin Cook. Yeah, I think the touches, the touches are much more guaranteed with Cook than they are with Kamara because now you have Latavius Murray that's there who takes away – carries and then of course Sean Payton just completely forgot to use Alvin Kamara in the red zone last year and say what you want about that maybe it was just me being a jinx for Alvin Kamara but it definitely did steer me the wrong way which is why I would lean towards Dalvin Cook if Dalvin Cook was a lock or basically guaranteed to show up and he's not so um, we are going to take uh, Kamara that's our move Adam yep that is our move okay so Alvin Kamara is the 
pick. And we have, we are up now at the two six. So let's just go through the last couple of picks. Dalvin Cook went right after Alvin Kamara. We took Kamara at number five. Devontae Adams then went seventh. Then it was Derrick Henry. Then Tyree killed. And to close out the first round was Julio Jones. Top of the second, heavy running backs to start the second round. Austin Eckler, Nick Chubb, Joe Mixon, DeAndre Hopkins at 2-4. Wow. And Miles Sanders then at 2-5. We are now on the clock at 2 Six. Now, there are a ton of things that we can do with this pick because we do have uh, Alvin Kamara. There are a couple of options here. Kenyon Drake is available. Josh Jacobs is available. Aaron Jones is available. Those are the kind of running backs I think a lot of people would uh, would want in the spot. But then you look at the wide receivers too. You look at Chris Godwin. You look at Allen Robinson. Uh, Kenny Galladay, all here. Mike Evans. And Mike Evans, yeah. And then you look at the tight ends as well, Travis Kelsey and George Kittle. Um, Adam, what way would you go? Um, honestly, I think that running back is the way to go for the early picks. Here because uh, wide receiver is a very deep, deep position. I mean, running back is a deep is a deep position as well. But uh, running backs still, and this has not changed since the advent of fantasy football back in the day. That running backs have been the most position, the most important position in fantasy football over the years. And you more running backs, the better. In a, in my opinion, I agree. I agree to a point. Um, my issue is that I, I am not a fan of Kenyon Drake. Well, me neither. Uh, That's why I'm kind of, I'm kind of conflicted. Right, right. I'm, I'm not crazy about Kenyon Drake in this spot. Um, we could take Aaron Jones. He, he is also uh, a possibility in this spot as well. Um, or we just play it safe. We take a receiver in Chris Godwin. Sure. I mean, I'm fine with that, honestly. I think that's kind of the move. So we'll take we'll take Godwin at this spot, and we will see what kind of running backs are there for us in the middle of the third. So Aaron Jones went right after us. There's the first funny pick of the draft. Lamar Jackson at 2-8, then Kenny Galladay, and then Travis Kelsey close out the second. Oh my! Kenyon Drake opens up the third. George Kittle, then after Kenyon Drake, then Josh Jacobs, then Juju Smith-Schuster, and now we are on the clock with the fifth pick in the third round. So this is why we do mocks. There are not many running backs here. The best one available is... Leonard Fournette, which I'm not taking at this spot. So really it comes down to are we taking – which receiver are we taking? And for me, you, you, you know what I'm going to say. I'm a big believer in Amari Cooper and his talent as long as Dak Prescott is the quarterback for the Cowboys. Uh, I'm a big believer in him. I also like Allen Robinson in the spot as well, because even with Mitch Trubisky in, in that garbage can of a Chicago Bears offense last year, uh, Allen Robinson still found a way to produce and really have a very standout season for uh, for the Chicago Bears. And then, of course, there's Mike Evans, but I really don't want to double dip into uh, into taking two Tampa Bay wide receivers. So for, for me, me personally, it comes down to Allen Robinson or Amari Cooper. Yeah, I think that, I mean, also Allen Robinson here has the uh, easiest strength of schedule, which is also, which is pretty important. It's an underrated stat, or I mean, it's not really a stat. It's just an underrated quality when you're looking yeah. at players, because I think we saw, uh, was it last year or two years ago, Alshon Jeffrey had like this 
murderer's row of corners that he had to go up against uh, the second half of the season. I think it was either, I think it was 2018 where that happened. And we just did not recommend him at all for, because of that, because he was getting it shut down like consistently. So yeah, I mean, the other players that were kind of suggested to us were, you know, Zach Ertz, the third of the three top tight ends, and then also Patrick Mahomes, who weirdly in this draft would be the second quarterback going off the board if we were to pick him. But I think Al Robinson is a uh, solid pick here. All right. I'll go with Allen Robinson as well. So we take Allen Robinson there in the middle of the third round. We are now up again in the middle of the fourth. We'll fill you in. On the picks that happened after we took Allen Robinson, it was Patrick Mahomes, who went at the 3-6, then Mike Evans, then Todd Gurley, then Adam Thielen, great name, and then DJ Moore rounding out the third round. And then in the fourth round, we have another pretty big surprise, I would say, in A.J. Brown going at the top of the fourth, then Odell Beckham, then Amari Cooper making it all the way to the fourth round. Wow then Zach Ertz, and then Robert Woods. We are now on the clock, and this is a spot where I am okay with taking Leonard Fournette. Yeah, me too. I lo- I mean, I like Mark Andrews in the as well. Sure. Because the the uh, tight end class is not that deep. It, it really hasn't been for a while now. But well, there are there are a ton of sleeper of sleeper tight ends this year. I would say that while it could be nice to get your hands on one of the top tight ends, I don't think it is as imperative because we saw we saw last year what happened. You could really ride some late round sleeper tight ends that emerge at the end of the year, namely a Tyler Higby, namely a Noah Fant, namely a Ross Dwelly, namely a Darren Waller that popped out out of nowhere and were able to produce big time for your fantasy teams. I think this is some, this could be some somewhere along those lines. I think you could see someone like Noah Fant have that full-time breakout. You could potentially see maybe TJ Hawkinson had that same level of success with the Detroit Lions if Matt Stafford is back healthy. So I don't think there's really a huge need to go out of your way to draft one of those middle tier tight ends. Obviously, if you have a Kelsey or a Kittle, then that is just such a, such a huge advantage, but Mark Andrews, he's he's a good tight end, but I think at this spot, there's more of a need for running back. Cause you look at what the running backs are after this, you're looking at Melvin Gordon, you're looking at Chris Carson, you're looking at Le'Veon Bell, David Johnson, James Connor, for as much as those may, may be names, None of them have as much upside for me as Leonard Fournette does. As because Leonard Fournette, for me, his upside is top five running back. Yep, definitely. So yeah, let's let's do it. Done, done. So we'll take Leonard Fournette there. On that note, actually, I do kind of like uh, the Jets tight ends this year. Uh, yeah, Chris Herndon and Ryan Griffin and Ryan Griffin. Yeah. So so we have. After Leonard Fournette, it was Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, the rookie running back for the Kansas City Chiefs. Melvin Gordon then was taken at the eighth pick in the fourth round. Then Jonathan Taylor, and then Calvin Ridley closes out the fourth. Then Cooper Cup, DK Metcalf, Keenan Allen in the fifth round. Really? Wow. And then Stephon Diggs after that. So we're up again. I think we can go any direction that we want with this pick. If we want to take Andrews, we can. I just don't think that is the move necessarily that I want to do. If it, if, if it's up to me, I think I personally would go for Cortland Sutton, the receiver out of uh, – formerly out of SMU, but the receiver from the Denver Broncos. Yeah. I, I, Cortland, Cortland Sutton is a solid pick. He was very shaky 
last year. Um, inconsistent, mainly. Uh, until this, until Drew Locke yeah. became the starter. Yeah. It's a it's a solid pick. It's a it's definitely a solid pick. I would be shocked if Mark Andrews uh, survives. Oh yeah, he's not going to. Fantasy Fantasy Pros has him at ninety nine percent probability that yeah. Mark Andrews is going to be taken. So, so yeah. So it comes it comes down to Cortland Sutton and Mark Andrews. For and for for me, I want to take Sutton. All right, let's do it. Okay, so we will take Cortland Sutton with that pick i actually we'll look at this team right now let's just read off um we'll read off the picks here it was chris carson went after Colton sutton then Le'Veon bell then darren waller then mark ingram then devin singletary to close out the fifth round then mark andrews hayden hurst at six two as his pick number 52 i believe in the draft Devonte parker then went after that then david johnson and then Tyler Lockett. We are on the clock here. I just want to look at our roster really quick. So we have Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, and Cortland Sutton. I actually really like this team to start. Yeah, no, definitely. It's a solid team. I think, yeah. It's funny because now a lot of quarter a lot of wide receivers are available. A lot of what you're seeing are wide receivers. See, now what I would do, and I won't do it because we're, we're, we're deep into it, but one of the cool things about uh, Fantasy Pros and their mock draft simulator that they have is you can go and you can revert the pick. So if you make a pick that you necessarily don't want to make or you want to take it back, you can go ahead and do that. And this would be one of the instances, I think, that I would go and revert this pick because I see now DJ Chark is here. T.Y. Hilton is here. Terry McLaurin is here. All very good receivers, no doubt. But when you have two other receivers already, you have two other running backs, I probably would have gone and taken a running back here, one of Carson, Le'Veon Bell, Ingram, Singletary, David Johnson. One of those guys I probably would have taken. Just to say, you know, you have three solid running back options. But we have two very good ones in Kamara and Fournette. So I'm not too concerned about it yet, but we do have to make a pick here. Um, we can do anything that we really want. Um, I'm not really a huge proponent of taking a quarterback early, but we are in the sixth round and I really like the quarterbacks that, are here, namely Kyler and Russell Wilson, Dak. I, I Russell, I like I like Dak and I like I like Kyler Murray and Dak more than I like Russell Wilson for fantasy for fantasy. So I think I think both those guys have more weapons. I Dak, can, yeah, I can see the Dak reason probably there. has the best offense in the league on paper, but he of course has to show up. And Kyler just got a very shiny new toy in DeAndre Hopkins. So if we want to go quarterback, that is a route we can go. Um, Otherwise, we're taking another receiver, and we would just be very, very deep on receiver. So we can go any direction that we want. If we we want to go tight end, we can, but I think it's a little early for the tight ends anyway. So it really comes down to – do we take a quarterback here or do we take a receiver? I'd rather go quarterback here because we have three receivers already. So yeah, I agree. I agree. So it really just come down to do we want Dak? Do we want Kyler? Do we want Russell? Or do we want Deshaun Watson? And for me, I think I would probably say no bias. I would say Dak. For me. For me, I would say Dak. I would probably say Kyler Murray you'd say Kyler okay yeah Yeah, they're 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 pretty comparable in my eyes so you know what we will we'll go with your pick Adam we will go for Kyler Murray with our sixth round pick then it went Evan Ingram T.Y. Hilton Terry McLaurin and DJ Chark to round out the sixth round 
then Deshaun Watson opened the seventh, Russell Wilson right after him, Tyler Boyd, and then Dak Prescott went 7-4. We are up again. Now I think this is an okay spot where if we want to take a running back, we can. And I see James Conner right here. And I could say, you know what, as a third running back, he could be okay. I'd like David Montgomery as well because I think there's more room for growth with Montgomery, but James Conner is also in a contract year. This is a tough decision. This is where you, this is a very tough decision. You get to this part of your fantasy draft and you're like, oh, geez, there are no slam dunks anymore. No, no. This there are a lot of question marks in the spot of the draft. I like. Mm-hmm. Me I like pers- James Conner, actually. I like David Montgomery. I, I think that there is more room to grow with Montgomery. Well, I think that, I don't know, I think... It's so close. It is so close for me. James Conner's in a contract year, not only that, but I think, especially early on, they're going to want to run the ball more, trying to get Big Ben back from, uh, from injury. I, I don't know. But there are there are also a ton of a ton of running backs in in Pittsburgh too, yeah, a, an absolute ton. Um, but I do I I would agree that James Conner is the most talented of the bunch. So you know we'll we'll go ahead and we'll take James Conner. We'll 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 take him there. It's not exactly the most like it's not, it's it's one of those picks that makes you say ugh, James Conner. But then you got to remember that this guy two years ago was a top ten running back. When the darling no of the fantasy world. The darling of the fantasy world. Exactly right. So after James Conner, I went A.J. Green, the world's most handsome quarterback, Josh Allen, who so I did I trade. after that early. Please. I did actually trade for Josh Allen in one of my keeper leagues this week. So thank you, Josh Allen. Welcome home. So my two keepers, Josh Allen and Allen Robinson. Aaron Rodgers, Matt Ryan, Carson Wentz closed out the seventh round. Then it was DeAndre Swift. David Montgomery, Debo Samuel, Kareem Hunt, and Adam's old friend, Julian Edelman. God, I hate him so much. Love the guy. So we're up in the eighth round. We are sitting pretty good right now, I would say. We have three running backs, we have three receivers, and we have a quarterback. So we can go any which way that we want Jarvis Landry is here. I think he is an outstanding choice if we want to go receiver just to add more receiver depth. Um, the future Hall of Fame tight end, according to Adam Caster, Hunter Henry, is here. He is. He's here is what I mean. He's the apple of my eye. Absolutely love him. Friend of the show. Friend of the podcast. Absolutely. Um, but – for me, what it comes down to is I see Jarvis Landry in the eighth round. I say that is just absolutely incredible value, and that is the guy that I want to go with. Yeah, I I think this – you know, I did say like about a minute ago, five minutes ago, that there are no slam dunks this, this late in the draft, but actually this might be a slam dunk. This might be a slam dunk, yes. Yeah, so we are in full agreement that Jarvis Landry is the guy here. So – Right after Jarvis Landry, we have one of those surprise picks. We have Devontae Freeman at the 8-7, who is, who is not yet signed, may I add. Cam Akers, the rookie running back from the Rams, goes eighth overall in the eighth round. Then James White. And then Keyshawn Vaughn, the rookie running back from the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, closes out the eighth round. Then we have Hollywood. Brown going at the top of the ninth. Then J.K. Dobbins, back-to-back Baltimore Ravens, Marquise Brown, J.K. Dobbins. Then Brandon Cooks at the 9-3. I actually like that value a lot, Brandon Cooks, in the in the ninth round. That's very, very, very nice. And then, oh, my son, what's happened to you? What has happened to you, my fallen, fallen soldier? Carry on, Johnson. 84th overall. Sad shit. Sad, sad, sad shit. Okay. We are on the board. Um, 
I don't think we need to take a tight end, Adam. Well, I mean, we have Hunter Henry has a less than 1% chance of getting drafted. So, so we could probably wait a couple more rounds before we Correct. look into drafting him. Correct. I'm looking at two guys right now. I'm looking at Raheem Mostert. I'm looking at Darius guys. I like Raheem Mostert. I like Darius Geis because I'll, I'll tell you why. Because Raheem Mostert now is going to be in more more of a mess if Jarek McKinnon is back healthy. You also have Tevin Coleman there. It's going to be a rotating door in San Francisco. Whereas with Washington, yeah, it's going to be a rotating door too. But let's not forget, when Darius Geis played last year, Darius Geis was unbelievable. He just needs to be healthy. If Darius Geis is healthy, he could be an RB1 very, very easily. And this is the part of the draft where I'm not necessarily looking to settle. I'm necessarily looking to take some shots. And there may not be more of a shot in fantasy football right now than trying to figure out what the hell is going on with Darius Geis. Where if you take him in the ninth round and Darius Geis pans out, he could win you a league. But if he doesn't, he won't kill you either. That's why I'm more interested in taking Darius Geis versus Raheem Mostert, who I'm not sure if Raheem Mostert is a league winner in 2020. Whereas for Darius Geis, I think that he can be. I think he, you've kind of convinced me a little bit on that, on uh, the value of Darius Geis. I just, I don't know. It's like injury. In the players with injury histories have always kind of like rubbed me it's the a risk. wrong way. It's a risk, no doubt. No doubt about it. It's a risk. What we could do if you want, well, it's a 94% chance of being taken versus 70% chance. This is also a mock draft. So what we could do if you want is we can take Raheem Mostert if you want, even though I would much rather have Darius Geis. We could take Raheem Mostert, and we could see if Darius Geis goes. But I would bet that Darius Geis is going to go. Well, let's see it. Okay, so we're going to take we're going to take Raheem Mostert grudgingly. Uh, okay, yep, there you go. Uh, Darius Geis is wow. in fact gone. So it was Michael Gallup, then Darius Geis, then Marvin Jones, then Matt Breida, then Tariq Cohen to close out the ninth round, then the top of the tenth. Phil Lindsay, Ronald Jones, Sonny Michelle, Jordan Howard, and Will Fuller. We are on the clock here, and this is where I think we go and take the Hall of Fame tight end, Hunter Henry. I agree wholeheartedly. Beautiful. So we will go ahead and take Hunter Henry in the 10th round. Just to fill you in on what our team looks like up to this point, we have Kyler Murray, Alvin Kamara, Leonard Fournette, Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, Hunter Henry, Cortland Sutton, James Conner, Jarvis Landry, and Raheem Mostert. Adam, I, I like this team. I, I like this it. team. I like this team a lot. It's a. I think it's a very. It's a very. Um, a very high floor sort of team, which I like. Yep, definitely, definitely. A lot of value so, at position at multiple positions here. I agree with you. I, I, I really do. I think that there's uh, this is this is a very uh, very safe sort of team. We'll see at the end what our grade is, but not to toot our own horns here. But Adam and I are notorious for getting A's and A pluses on drafts. Just put that out there. So oh, after man, we took Connor, Jamison Crowder. Someone did take Jamison Crowder. Yes, that's unfortunate. Someone also took C.D. Lamb, which is even more unfortunate. Right after us at 10-7, then Emmanuel Sanders at 10-8, then Christian Kirk at 10-9, and then running back Zach Moss at 10-10 to close out the 10th round, then Jamison Crowder, playoff Dame, Damian Williams, John Brown, and Marlon Mack. Oh, Marlon Mack, the fall from grace. Thank goodness. Okay, we are back on the clock. This is dart throw time. This is dart throw time in the 11th round. Uh, really should not be much to necessarily think about. Um, I would probably say for me, the bet that I would go for is Latavius Murray. I would say it may not be a bad idea to draft him and just have that handcuff locked up. 
but I don't think we need to take him right now. So if we're not going to take Latavius Murray, I would say we go receiver. And for me, the best receiver here is probably – I like Anthony Miller a lot, but we also have Allen Robinson already. So the next best bet after that would be either Deontay Johnson, who I definitely like as a breakout candidate for this year, and Darius Slayton, who I also like a ton this year and who Daniel Jones really does like. Um, hmm. I kind of like, I like Darius Slayton here. I do too. I do too. I think that's the pick. So we'll go, we'll go ahead and we'll take Darius Slayton in the 11th round. Sterling Shepard did go right after that, his New York Giants colleague, then Anthony Miller, then Jerry Judy, Deontay Johnson, and Mike Williams to close out the 11th. Then Tyler Higby, Jared Cook, Drew Brees, Tom Brady, and Deshaun Jackson. We're on the clock again. I don't know if it's handcuffed Latavius Murray time, but I don't see a lot of other options that really scream at me. So my gut is kind of telling me, you know what, unless you want to take a backup tight end to Hunter Henry, which I really don't think we need to do, I think we just take Latavius Murray just say we have the handcuff and move on with our lives. Yeah, I agree. Okay. So we'll take Latavius Murray in the 12th round. Austin Hooper went right after that then Golden Tate, then rookie receiver Justin Jefferson from the Minnesota Vikings, then Naeem Hines at the end of the 12th round. Matt Stafford, Jared Goff, Rob Gronkowski, so weird to say Rob Gronkowski in a fantasy draft again, and Ben Roethlisberger are the first couple picks in the 13th round. Uh, This is really just now filling out the roster. I just want to count and see how many running backs we have we have five running backs we have five receivers so we could we could go pretty much any direction that we want i'm a big fan of noah fant here i I, i've been very very heavy on endorsing him i think he is a breakout candidate for this year and this and in the 13th round you're taking a guy that could push being a top 10 tight end given how thin tight end is and if anything happens to hunter henry you have a plan b and noah fant I was actually going to say that too, because Hunter Henry has been injured the past couple of years. So sadly, it, sadly, unfortunately. So it helps to have a backup like Noah Fant to Correct. be to be there. We are on the same page there, Mister Caster. We are on the same page. So we have Mike Gesicki that ended up going. Tevin Coleman, Johnu Smith. He's Johnu Smith is actually someone that I've heard a lot of people talking about that he could be a, a breakout candidate at tight end. So definitely keep that one stashed. Daniel Jones at the 13-9, and then Mr. Joseph Burrow at the end of the 13th round. Man, he <sighs> – Joe Burrow makes me feel some sort of way. Then in the 14th, we have Darrell Henderson, Duke Johnson, Alexander Madison, who I love. And I think Alexander Madison, if there's more speculation about Dalvin Cook's status, I think Alexander Madison could really, really, really shoot up draft boards very quickly. Then Dallas Goddard and then Tony Pollard. We are on the clock here with the 14th pick. We can go any direction. I think we just go for we go for best available. And for me, I like Justin Jackson. Yep, I I think so too. Beautiful. So Justin Jackson is the pick. Then it goes Jamal Williams right after the fact. Then we have Joshua Kelly from the Chargers. Then we have Darrington Evans. Then Al Lazard to close out the 14th round. Then it just comes down to defenses and kickers. 49ers, Steelers, Saints, Patriots, we're on the clock here. I'm just going to take the Ravens. Doesn't really matter that much. Then the Vikings, then the Bills, then the Rams, then the Bears, then Justin Tucker to close out the 15th. Oh, then man, the Legatron Chiefs. got drafted. Very sad. Very, very sad. very sad. We love Legatron. Great guy. Then the Chiefs start the 16th round, then Harrison Butker, then Will Lutz, then Greg Zerline, then Robbie Gold. Oh, no. Robbie Gold's still playing? I was going to take him for – oh, 
you, hey, you want to see Matt very, very angry. You can make an insult insult on the uh, Quizvitational, which, by the way, we are going to record one uh, next week. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Uh, you can make an insult about Robbie Gold to uh, Matt on the Quizvitational if you want to really see him mad. So we are just gonna, we're just going to take Matt Gay. It doesn't it doesn't matter. Um, then Goskowski, then Zane Gonzalez, then Matt Ooh. Prater, then Jake Elliott. A minus. Okay. Minus. Okay. I'm, I won't say that this is like the best team in the world. I think, it's, I think my thing here is that it's it is a little a little thin, a little bit, but I do like I do like the team a lot based on the uh, projected standings, which it's you can funny. also look up. Go ahead. It's funny that you said that we're a little thin and we have like the highest rated bench out of yeah. all the teams. <laughs> yeah, but that, it just comes down to my opinion versus what the what the site says. My opinion says I thought that we were a little thin, and the and the site says that we have the best bench by a mile. So, go figure. Um, I I do like this team a lot. I mean, like I said, my my only complaint was maybe thin, but other than that, if the worst thing that comes out, you come out of your draft and you say your team is thin, more than anything, it's fine. You can always, you can always fill that out. That's what waivers. That's what waivers and fab are for. That's right. But that was that was a very fun exercise there, uh, Mister Caster. I agree. Is All there right. uh, is there anything else that we uh, that we want to talk about? I don't really have anything else. So. I don't either. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Basement Talk Podcast. You can find all episodes of the Basement Talk Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And the name is just the Basement Talk Podcast. Please listen to all of our previous episodes and leave us a five-star review. Next time, we're actually going to be doing something pretty cool that's related to fantasy football. And we will not tell you about it. You're going to be surprised by it but it it does have to uh, do with fantasy football so we're still on that little that bend that fantasy football bend and for my co-host ed birdsall i'm adam caster and we will talk to you next time on the basement talk podcast bye bye